Hi, thank you very much for tuning into my podcast today. I'm just going to say as a disclaimer, if you hear any background noise, noise, I'm sorry. Um, I'm not sure how loud it will sound on, on the recording, but please bear with me. So in this podcast today, I wanted to talk about rapture. I wanted to talk about the theme of the, of the rapture. And I'm hoping that after listening to this podcast, you might have some idea of the rapture and what it is. So I, before filming this podcast, I sort of looked at some information just to give you because I'm still sort of learning to try my best to explain it to people. And so I wanted to make sure that I got it from a place where they have a better knowledge of it as I do. So I'm going to read off of um, my notepad that I wrote the information on. And so I'm going to read it to you. So it says, I've put as the title, the rapture and what is it? So the Greek word from the term rapture is derived and appears in First Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 17. It translates as caught up. The Greek word it translates is hapazo, which means to snatch or take away. Elsewhere, it is used to describe how the spirit caught up Philip near Gaza and brought him to, I can't say that word, Caesarea. And this is found in Acts chapter 8 and verse 39. So that word hapazo is used elsewhere in the Bible. And as you can see, it has the, the same meaning and it, and it shows what it means, right? And another example where the word hapazo is used is to describe Paul's experience of being caught up in the third heaven. So as you can see, that word caught up, you know, they've been caught up and they're going up, right? And I'm not sure if you've seen, but if you sort of look at uh, rapture, if you type rapture in Google, you'll see people shooting up and you can see that theme of being caught up in the air. So, and then the, the, um, the website said, no doubt that the word used in First Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 17, indicates the actual removal of people from heaven to earth, right? So that is what the rapture is, and that is where the word rapture comes up. And so um, I want to give you some verses. I'm sorry, I'm trying my best to just sort of describe to you in the best way that I can. So I want to read to you, so First Thessalonians chapter 4, and I'm going to start at verse 16. So it says, for the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet call of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. So the Lord, you, a trumpet will be sounded. Everybody will hear that trumpet, right? That's the trumpet call of the Lord calling his people. And it's his way of, of, of uh, signifying and calling his people. So first, the dead in Christ will rise. So those believers that have died and they believed in Jesus Christ they trusted in him alone as Lord and Savior and they trusted wholeheartedly in the finished redemptive work of Jesus Christ they who have died the trumpet call will sound and it will signify for them to rise they'll be resurrected there they will be resurrected from the graves that their, their spirit will go back into their body and they will rise up first they will be caught up and then a second trumpet is going to sound. And as we read on to the next verse, we will see who will be caught up seconds. So it says, after that, we who are alive. So it says, we who are still alive and are left 
left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage one another with these words, right? So as you can see, trumpet call sounds. The dead in Christ rise up first. Their bodies get resurrected out of the grave. Their spirit comes back into their body. And they are their body, when it's raised, it turns into imperishable bodies, immortal bodies, supernatural bodies, right? And then those that are alive who are believers in the Lord and are remaining on this earth and the, the, the trumpet call sounds, they will be caught up in the air as well, Okay. So what I want to try, I'm, I'm, I hope, <laughs> I hope I explained it as best as I possibly can. But this is an event that is going to happen and is about to take place, and it's all going to be in the Lord's timing. So the question is, you know, will everybody be caught up? Will everybody living on this earth be caught up? No, only those that are believers in the Lord Jesus Christ only those that have wholeheartedly believed in the death burial resurrection alone to save them if they have believed wholeheartedly in Jesus Christ and what he has done for them they will be caught up so you may ask the question so how come they are being caught up but no one else is because those that haven't been caught up are those that have not chosen to believe in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior they have chosen to not believe the gospel and they will be left. So the question you may ask now is, well, why is the Lord taking his people out? What's going to happen? Well, the rapture will happen. And then after the rapture has happened, God is going to then start to pour down his wrath on this earth. And why is he pouring out his wrath? He's pouring out his wrath because in an, on an unbelieving world, on a world that chooses not to believe in the free gift of life that God is offering all mankind. People are choosing not to believe in Jesus and what he did, the redemptive work that he did for them. And so God is pouring out his wrath because God is, you know, he does not like that there's so much unbelief, there's so much evil in this world. And God has given a way that man can be saved. God has given the free gift of mankind to everybody. Everybody can receive it, but not everybody chooses to want it. Not everybody chooses to receive that gift, but, you know, responds in unbelief. And so God is pouring out his wrath, right? Now, you have to understand that the Lord Jesus Christ, when he was on that cross, when he, when he was nailed to that cross, he was enduring and bearing the wrath of God on that cross for all of our sins, for all of the world, right? I'm going to read you a verse because it's it's led me <laughs> to it and I've read it before. So it's John chapter 3 and verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life, right? So God sent his son Jesus Christ into the world to finish and accomplish that redemptive work for us so that if we believe in him wholeheartedly, we will be saved. We will have eternal life, right? So when Jesus Christ was on that cross, he was bearing the weight and the punishment and he was paying the price for our sin on that cross. He bore the wrath of God on that cross for us, right? So he endured that. He paid the price for all of our sins, every single person's sins. He endured the wrath and punishment for it. And he, God is simply giving 
a free gift of eternal life through his son Jesus Christ. It's only through him that you can have eternal life. But there's people that still refuse, they reject that free gift. They don't want that free gift. Now God is a holy and righteous God, right? And so he's a holy God and he is a righteous God. And so he can't let that go unpunished. He can't let sin go unpunished. Hence why he sent his son to pay that sin because he cannot let sin go unpunished, right? But if someone doesn't believe in Jesus Christ, then their sin is unpunished. And God is pouring out his wrath because there's people that are due to, it's due to unbelief. People are choosing not to believe. People are choosing to reject his free gift of eternal life, right? And many people might think, oh, you know, why is God doing this? And I can't give you those answers. I can't give you sort of like, if that makes sense. Many people may question God and say, you know, why is God doing this? You know, why can't God you do this and that? But it's it's down to what God wants. But it's mainly because of unbelief. People don't want to believe in Jesus. They don't want to believe in the work that Jesus did for them to save them. And so that's why God is pouring out his wrath. And I'm trying my best to say this to you. I'm trying my best to not sort of say this in a way that makes you think that I am against you because I'm not. But this rapture and tribulation are events that are coming up. So once the rapture's happened, the catching away of the believers in Jesus, the rapture, uh, the tribulation will start to begin. God will pour out his wrath on this earth, right? Due to unbelief because people don't want to believe, right? So Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So as you can see, God has given a free gift of eternal life uh, through his son Jesus Christ through what Jesus did means that we can have eternal life in Jesus by believing in him, by believing in the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. And it's a free gift. We didn't earn it. We didn't deserve it. But God has showed us grace through his son. And so people reject that. People denounce that. They don't want to believe. And that's why God is pouring out his wrath because of unbelief, because people don't want to believe. They choose not to believe, right? So that is Romans 6.23. Um, and so, yeah, I hope I'm making sense. I <laughs> I wish I could say this perfectly, but I have limitations. So that is basically the rapture. The rapture is going to happen before the tribulation because God is going to take his people out of this world before he pours down his wrath on this world because the believers are not appointed to God's wrath they're not appointed they believed in Jesus Christ wholeheartedly for their salvation their sins were paid for on that cross the Lord endured the the, the wrath of God on that cross for them and that can be a prospect and reality for you too so if you're not saved and you're worried and you do not want to experience God's wrath on this earth then all you have to do is believe wholeheartedly in the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. That is it. A. So number A. Number A. <laughs> no. There's the, this is the ABC of salvation, okay? A. Admit you're a sinner. See that you are a sinner in need of a saviour. B. 
believe wholeheartedly in the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ, C, call upon the name of the Lord Jesus. You know, if you want to keep it simple, because the prayer is not what saves you. It's the believing in your heart. And this leads me to the next verse that I'm going to say to you. So it's Romans chapter nine, chapter Romans chapter 10, verse 8 and 9. Before I read this verse, I'm sorry if I'm speaking loud I, uh, quickly. It's just I do not want to get interrupted, okay? And so many times I try to do podcasts and I get interrupted. So I don't want to. So Romans chapter 10, verse 8 and 9. Uh, verse 9 to 10, sorry. If you declare with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. So as you can see, it's through the heart that you believe and are justified and it is with the mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. So if you want to keep it simple and you want to just say something like, Jesus saved me or Jesus, I believe wholeheartedly in the death, burial, resurrection that you did for me. Something like that or Jesus saved me, you know, as sure as you would like it. But I want you to understand that it's not the prayer and the eloquency of the prayer that saves you, but it's believing in your heart that saves you. So if you want to know that when the rapture happens, you will be a part of that and you will not experience God's wrath. All you need to do is believe wholeheartedly in the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ and you will be saved and you will leave in the rapture when it happens. And that is basically what I would like to say in this podcast. The rapture and tribulation are things that are going to happen. They are going to happen in God's time. And those that are in unbelief, when the rapture happens, they will be left. Those that believe in Jesus Christ will be taken. And then the wrath of God will be poured out on this earth. And I still to this day say to the Lord, in when I'm praying with him, praying to him sorry I say to him that if everybody in the world just stood in agreement and if everybody in the world just believed wholeheartedly in the death burial resurrection of Jesus Christ there wouldn't need to be a a wrath of God being poured out on this earth there wouldn't need to be a tribulation but because people are in unbelief and they choose not to believe God is pouring out his wrath God has been patient God has been patient he has been really patient and has given people time to get right with him and still people choose not to and God is not going to force anything upon anybody he gives us free will to choose what we would like to do because if he gave us if he didn't give us free will we would all be robots and so God has given us that gift of free will and what a, and however we exercise it it has consequences So salvation is a free gift. Anybody can receive it. Anybody can have it. Will everybody choose to want it and have it? No. And they respond due to unbelief. So that is basically the rapture and tribulation. If you've left from this podcast and you're still confused, please just just look up videos on it. There's lots of believers out there in the world that have made content about the rapture and tribulation so yeah so it there's some verses if you want to get saved and know that when the rapture happens you'll be taken 
um, I, I was going to do a podcast on if you do get saved in this period, in this grace period, then you will not lose your salvation. And I wanted, I was going to just title it, You Can't Lose Your Salvation. But I realised that if someone comes onto this podcast and isn't saved and they come across it in the tribulation period, then ultimately the conditions aren't the same. Because right now in this grace period, anybody that's got saved in this grace period, their salvation's not lost. But in the tribulation period, because people still can get saved in tribulation period, but sadly they will have to be martyrs for their faith. They'll be martyrs for their faith because the Antichrist, who's going to reign after the after the rapture happens, is going to fully have control and reign, is not going to want anybody believing in Jesus Christ, but is going to want people to take the mark, take the mark of the beast. And I might as well just sort of expand as I'm here. So I'm going to try and find the verse that it says it um, about the mark of these. Um, I did have it, but I can't remember where I put it. I wrote down the verses. I think I, I think I wrote down the verses here. Yes, I did. So. If, um so it's there was there was two verses that I found but I can't find it um I'll try my best to find it if I can't find it I'm sorry <laughs> Um, oh, oh yeah, found it, so, sorry for that, (laughs) I just wanted to make sure I give you the verse and, um, make sure that you know, so Revelation chapter 13 and verse 17, so they that could not buy or sell unless they had the mark, which is the number, which is the name of the beast or the number of its name, this calls for wisdom, let the person who has insight calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, the number is 666. So as you can see, if anybody does not receive that mark in their forehead or in their right hand, then they will not be able to buy and sell. And I actually should have read the first... the, the ah, I'm sorry. I should have read the first before, which is... I'll, I'll read it to you. So... It also forced all people, great and small, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hands or on their foreheads, so that they could not buy or sell unless they had the mark, which is the name of the beast or the number of its name. This calls for wisdom. Let the person who has insight calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. That number is three sixes, basically. So as you can see... When the Antichrist reigns, he's going to force people to take that mark. He's going to force all to take that mark. And if you don't take that mark, you're not going to be able to buy or sell. You probably won't be able to, you know, um, yeah, you won't be able to do anything that includes probably money. I'm not sure how it will be. But this is what the Lord says in his word. And so I just want to read another verse to you so it's revelations 
chapter 14 and verse 9. A third angel followed them and said in a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast and its image and receives its mark on their forehead or on their hand, they too will drink the wine of God's fury, which has been poured full strength into the cup of his wrath. They will be tormented with burning sulphur in the presence of the holy angels and of the Lamb. Now, this sounds really sort of scary. And I admit to you, it is, right? And I, I want to say this to warn you in advance. And I think if you feel worried, I think that's a great sign because you can you can act upon that worry and you can get right with the Lord. And it shows that you're concerned. And I think that's a great thing. This is all f- um, read from God's word, revelations. God has given us this truth before it happens. And so as you can see, there's consequences if people take that mark. And I want to be honest, as someone that loves you, you're not going to want to be here when that mark comes, when the Antichrist is reigning. You're not going to want to be here. And so if people take that mark, there's no hope for them ever getting saved. They will not be able to get saved or take that mark out or decide they don't want it anymore. It's permanent. So I, as someone that loves you, if even if this is the only thing that you sort of was able to grasp in this video... I would just encourage you to just please believe wholeheartedly in the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ in this grace period, in this period of time where the rapture has not happened and the church is still in the world. Please believe wholeheartedly in the gospel, please. So that you have that prospect of knowing that when the rapture happens, you're leaving, right? And I want you to grasp something else. If you do not get saved in time and you're left behind you still can get saved but you will probably have to be a martyr and so just to give you this before it happens please believe wholeheartedly in Jesus Christ please as a servant of the Lord he has commanded us to spread the truth to share it to people and so that's what I'm doing for him and I'm reading out of his word and I'm reading the truths that he's given and I'm just please encouraging you to just get right with the Lord. So remember, admit your sinner, believe in your heart, wholeheartedly in the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ and call upon the name of the Lord. You can just say, Jesus save me if you want to keep it simple. But this is what awaits for the inhabitants of this earth that are in um, the tribulation period. And the Antichrist will have reign. And this may not make sense now, and we don't know how it's going to look. No one knows how it will be. But those that are saved will not be there. Those that are left will be in the earth and they'll be experiencing that tribulation, that wrath of God being poured out. And you do not want to get the mark of the beast because it's it's eternal, it's eternal damnation. So please, this is why Jesus came. Jesus came so you wouldn't have to experience hell that scary place called hell, you wouldn't have to pay the price of your sin on your own, but he paid it for you in full. He paid all for all your sins on that cross. All you need to do is believe to be saved. That is, This is what I've read to you, these verses about the mark of the beast. This is what awaits for all the inhabitants of the earth that take that mark. If you're saved in the tribulation period, you can resist it, but you'll probably be a martyr for it. So as someone that cares about you, please just... 
please just accept the Lord now while there's still time. I'm sorry if this is all all over the place. Like, I just wanted to get give you the truth and for you to know the truth and for you to hear it before it happens. And um, I hope for the best for you. Um, please don't feel and come off this and, and feel confused. Please, I would just encourage you to go on any other videos about the rapture and the mark of the beast so that you understand it. I try my best to sort of explain it, but um, sometimes I've struggled to explain stuff as best as I want to. So, yes, okay, um, I hope you are well and I hope all the best for you. And I just want you to know that Jesus loves you. He died for you. He was buried and on the third day he rose again. If you believe wholeheartedly in that, you will be saved. Call upon the name of the Lord. Just say something like, Jesus loves me. You know, just something. Let the Lord know you want to invite him into your life. Whatever comes natural to you at the time. I just want to encourage you as all I can do is warn you and give you the truth. But it's up to you personally what you want. So I hope all the best.